my name is Michael Lay. You have been given the opportunity to listen to Michael's thoughts. Again, that's me, and I am a photographer, and I reside in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, as I said in episode one. Uh, in episode two, we're going to be talking about what is your strategy and what you can do better. Now, this is something that I struggle with, and I've been learning myself um, with a fine arts background. Um, it's been difficult for me to have that business mindset. Um, I wouldn't say I haven't made any money at all, but I haven't made as much money as others. Considering um, maybe in 2014, 2015, um, I started off at a different price point than I am now. So in this particular episode, What's Your Strategy? I'm going to be speaking about employment, clients, pricing, uh, master classes, mentors, social media, um, and marketing overall. So my first point is, is with clients. Now, particularly with me, um, I've noticed that I've received most of my clients from word of mouth and that's the consensus with many of the other people that I've spoken with in the past or just recently a colleague of mine from school, she said her and her spouse get most of their clientele um, from word of mouth or Instagram. And that's something I use as well. Um, with clients, I was informed um, by my mentor that my pricing is too high for the cheap people and too low for those that are in a more expensive price range meaning they think by the price that it's not good quality and I don't think so I don't think you have to pay an arm and a leg to show that you're worthy and I think that's ridiculous now in 2014-2015 I used to charge $50 $50 for 10 edited images and the amount of work I had to do was just nuts because I went from in school having that quote-unquote documentary background and then trying to get um, clients because I was not successful in breaking into my field for employment wise employment excuse me employment wise with other employers so I decided why not change my style in order to attract more people so then I noticed the $50 were attracting people um, that were struggling a little bit, I would say. Um, and it's like you pay for what you get. And at that time, my editing skills for portraiture wasn't that good. Um, but now in 2020, I think I've flipped the script and my prices should be bumped up now because previous in 2019 so 2017 and 2019 I bumped my prices up to three figures instead of two figures so now I'm in the $100 one excuse me $150 to 275 range and that's considered cheap that's what my mentor told me so I'm thinking, oh my God, do I have to go back to school and get my um, PhD in um, 
business management. And I was like, oh, no, I, I don't want no more student loans. That's ridiculous. So why not reach out to people? I reached out to a commercial photographer. He's been, quote unquote, a part of big names. I can't remember his name right now, but he's been a part of big names. He's offering his master class. It was very appealing and attractive, I must say. But um, I just wasn't up to paying $350 during a pandemic when I have to focus on my business and getting it off the ground and then also taking care of a child and then um, paying bills. I was like, that $350 was not feasible. And then just last week, I spoke to um, a representative of this big name female photographer in Southern Florida, I think it is. And I was supposed to get a 30 minute consultation and they were supposed to review my portfolio, ask me a few questions. In the first nine minutes, they started, the guy started talking about money. And he said that the master class, I don't even care what was included. The price was ridiculous to me. $5,500. $5,500 is what they were offering. So um, basically, she's offering and teaching her skills and what got her on. But that's not going to work for everybody. So $5,500 could be a major loss. So the pandemic discount that I was given was $1,000 off. Can you believe that? That's insane. I was like, they can't be for real. So I told the guy, I can't afford that. and I'm not, And I'm not going to pay it. And he's like, okay, well, just stay in touch on our Facebook. So I go to the Facebook page. Some of those images that I saw from some of those people, no offense, was not worth $7,000. Three pictures for $7,000 and that's it? You're paying for three digital files for $7,000? That's not fair. Who is your client base? And that's what I struggle with. Who is my target audience? And I consider my target audience is to be women between the ages of 25 to 34. And possibly late, early 40s, excuse me, early 40s, late 30s. That's my target audience because I'm 30 myself and I know what I like. But not everybody's going to like what I like. So um, in doing this, you have to basically check who it is that you want to attract and I know I want to attract people with a continuous income (laughs) if that makes sense um I often get frustrated and I encourage you guys not to get frustrated because I've joined a lot of these Facebook groups and I will get frustrated I'll share my work share my work and nobody will pay attention to it and I will get frustrated get down on my luck and I'm like, oh, man, I don't feel like a good photographer. I can't believe it. Oh, what if they don't like me? And just because they don't like it doesn't mean they didn't see it. And I saw a post, a meme that said, sis, keep sharing your work. It doesn't matter if you don't get a whole lot of likes. People are watching. And that's true. And, you know, they, if you keep consistent, keep consistent, keep sharing your work, they're going to remember your name and they're going to keep seeing you on their timeline. Like, who is this? 
So I encourage you guys to move beyond the frustration and don't worry about others. Yeah, there's competition in your area, but focus on what you're good at and what you can offer to the people. And you may steal that person's clients. Now, I'm still working on that myself. Um, During this pandemic, it's been pretty rough, but my editing skills and marketing skills have um, took a step up because I've been able to focus on my job because um, I've been split between three or four different places and I kind of lost sight of my photography. And now I'm just like full-fledged in it. I'm like checking out my website, how does it look, how does it look. And I was talking to a friend, comrade, and she was talking about, have you bumped up your SEO? And I've been working on it on and off for a couple years, but it wasn't as good as I thought it should have been. So now I'm basically researching what should I put in the SEO to get it. Now, the SEO is basically tag points that can attract more consumers to your website. So by doing that, you'll be the first to pop up in Google searches. And that's something you want. You never want to be on the second page when people type up your name. Or if you type up a tag like, oh, portrait photographer near me. Your name should be at the top of that list. Or or at least nearby. Um, And that's something that I need to work on. Now, when you individually type my name, I pop right up. But if you were to type portrait photographer near me... Um, I'm probably in the fifth or sixth spot and I should be at the top cause I'm, I think I'm pretty damn good these days. Um, now as I was saying with marketing, I market on Facebook and Instagram. Now Instagram, um, you can get 200 something likes and maybe like three comments, but I rather have them visit my website so my website can gain traffic. So I send people there, redirect them there, um, basically so they can contact me through that way. Now, it can always be a hit and miss. I've had a few inquiries, but I've always received the ghosters on Instagram. Now, on Facebook, it's more reliable. Um, Facebook, I've, I've had more interaction. I think it's more personable on there. Um, it's more engaging and I like interacting with the people. Now I've had a lot of people inbox me to check out my pricing cause everything's literally right there on Facebook, your pricing, your scheduling, um, your images, your videos, basically all your information is on Facebook. So people can check you out, see if you're, um, who you say you are. And that's what I like about it. Instagram, it seems a little bit more cold for me. But I still use it. Um, when I was speaking about that master class uh, with the 5500, <laughs> oh my God, I was informed, I was asked, excuse me, have you used Google Ads? And I've only used Google Ads once, and that was several years ago. And I need to start using that again because everybody is on Google. And it's the place to be. And I think more people should use Google as a tool. Um, Because I'm constantly researching things like, oh, how do you do this? How do you fix that? And sometimes when you research something, Facebook shows the ad on your your search. So I think that's 
the thing that people should do. Do more Google ads. Um, with Instagram, I do like it, but I feel like nobody really gets it. So most of my marketing comes from in person. People that I've met in the past, people that I've done art shows with in this uh, Cedar Rapids area, I've been given business cards to. I have car magnets on my car, so when I drive around town, people are reading my car. Um, that I get out at the gas station, they ask me for my card, I give it to them. Sometimes you hear from them, sometimes you don't. They may go with another photographer, and that's a part of the trade. Now, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to start talking about mentors. I'm not sure if I talked about it in the last episode, but it's been weighing heavy on my mind. Because with mentors, you got to be choosy on, or picky, excuse me, on who you choose. Because um, this particular uh, mentor made me feel like shit. Excuse my language, but she made me feel like I just couldn't compete in this world. I, I've never felt that bad in my life. And I've, and I've gone to school and I've had teachers rip my artwork to pieces. But this lady, oh my God, I just, I don't know. I just felt so small when talking to her. She was, she, I'm 30 years old. She's in her, um, I don't even know how old this lady is, but she's in her late fifties. And she was talking crazy. In my mind, it sounded crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good experience. It was free, but it wasn't a good experience. I felt like in that call, it should have been um, what you're doing good, what you're doing wrong, what you could do better. This is what I've done. But it was nasty. Her tone was nasty. And it, it comes to the territory. You meet a lot of arrogant photographers. I don't know what is what it is, what's it about, but don't get frustrated, don't get discouraged. Take advice with a grain of salt. Because not everybody really wants you to succeed. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Not everybody's in your corner. They may pretend that they are, but they're not always in your corner. And in that call, um, she looked at my website, she didn't get it. Um she didn't know to click the icons, but it's like the average millennials know. Millennials know when you go on a website and you see that that overlay disappears or gets bold, you click it. And she's an older person, so I guess she didn't get it. Um, so that was a missing hit with her. Obviously, she's not my target audience. But it just did not make me feel good. She called my work old she uh she talked about the fact that I use um presets on my picture. She kept calling them filters. They're called presets. Um she's like, "Oh, you're old. Um maybe you should get a new style." And I was like, she's like, "You kind of got like that film style." Then she said, "Oh yeah, your work is definitely old cuz you do a lot of black and whites. Young people don't like black and whites." And it's like, I feel like she could have phrased that differently because some young people like black and whites and some don't. It depends on the age group, really. If my age group, 30 to 35, may like black and white, somebody 18 to 21 may not. You never know. It depends on that person and the demographic. But it was just, it was awful. And she was right about my pricing. Um, 
But it was just nasty. She was like laughing in my face and I just didn't get it. So I didn't like how I felt when I spoke to her. So I reached out to another one. This lady gave me free 15 minutes of her time. She tried to charge me $50 to talk for an hour with her. I didn't want to do that. You know, look over the website, tell me what you think. She looked at my website and she said to me, um, oh, your editing style is inconsistent. Well, I've never heard that before. No one's ever told me, oh, your style is inconsistent. Because, you know, I edit how I feel. I edit on that particular how on that particular day that's how I feel that's how I edit I think I'm more of an emotional editor and and they're right you should have a consistent style she said to me um if you want to have clients you need to have a consistent editing editing style because if I was a um client and I came to your website and looked at your photos and I saw these different tones and colors and presets and all this I wouldn't hire you because I wouldn't know what I'll be getting but um, that's true, too. But I feel like with a different set of work, I edit to how that person is. I always edited my editing to what, that, what the client wants. So if they say, hey, I want it like this, I would say I'll do my best and I'll show them. Before I even send it, I'll show them proofs. And they, they say, oh, I like that. And then I'll send it to them. And I always ask them. Tell me if you have any questions or concerns on this picture. I can redo it. So they're not just buying it off the off the rip. They're actually looking at the photos before they purchase them. They pick the photos before they buy them. I give them that opportunity. Like, look this over. See if you want these. Before I submit it to the client gallery, I send them, like, screenshots you know, or really um, low-res files to show them what, what it looks like. Then they're like, okay, I want this, this, and that. So it's not like they're not knowing what they're getting. And I understood what she was saying. People want consistency, like, oh, I fell in love with her style. But I feel like, dang, should I just really have one style? Would that be boring? Will I fall out of love with that style in four to five years from now? But once I changed my style just a month or two ago, I fell in love with my work again. I've um, gotten a new, I got a new insight. Thankful to that lady, that, that the second lady. The second lady is what encouraged me to change. I feel like you bashing people and putting them down, that's not a good look. Because they, they may not even want to come back to you for help. I feel like you should be encouraging and also for real with people as a mentor. And I feel like if I were a mentor, I will tell you the truth and encourage you to do better. I wouldn't laugh in your face and put you down. But I would give you the hard, cold truth like, oh, this isn't working here. You can do this here. No one should ever feel beneath someone because they're not on their level. And the lady, no offense. She showed me her website. She's like, oh, you need an eye-popping uh, picture. Look at my picture. Your website's boring. Mine is, you know, popping. And 
I looked at her website. I wasn't impressed, and I thought it was boring. I thought it was old and cheesy, but I didn't say that to her because why would I disrespect her like she disrespect me? And the picture of the lady wasn't great. It, it was lit kind of flat. It wasn't vibrant, and you saw that the lady had on a lace front wig. Nobody should know that you have a wig on, and if, it has, if you have a wig on, fake it till you make it. You know, at least style it to make it not look like a wig. Like, if the person got on a wig, I'm not about to photograph them and show that they got a wig on. <laughs> oh, God. I was just so insulted. I said, I, she cannot be for real. She may have been in the industry for some, you know, over a decade, but I've seen better. <laughs> And I was like, she just cannot be for real. Like, what is her deal? But anyways, um, like I said before, stay consistent. Stay active. um, Keep it interesting. That's what I've learned. Um, Because people, when you keep posting the same content and nothing changes, people, you start to lose followers. And I was struggling on Instagram like a big dog. I mean, I had, man, it was like. 876 followers right and this was in January and then I got up to 930 by the spring and then by the summer my numbers dropped from 930 to like 915 I was like damn I lost 15 followers that crushed my spirit but then I went on Facebook and this person in this um, black business marketing group was like Hey, we need to follow each other, encourage each other. Drop your IGs. And we started dropping our IGs. Dude, I ended up getting to 1,000. Do you know how long I tried to get to 1,000? It's been years. I've been struggling to get to 1,000 followers. And since then, um, since what? Since April? I've got 90 more followers, so I'm almost to 1,100 followers. I don't even care if that's low in comparison to other. It's a milestone for me because I've been struggling to get to 1,000. And when I reached 1,000, I screenshotted that. And um, basically, this is the day that I made 1,000, and I'm going to get 1,000 more by the end of the year. That's a Well, I'm not going to promise that. But I'm at least going to get uh, 1,200. I'm just going to lowball it because I don't want to shoot too high and then I disappoint my damn self. <laughs> I don't mean to cuss, but that's just how I speak. Um, like I said, um, also with marketing is this thing called Thumbtack. And this is where consumers can look at your portfolio, send you a bid, and then you compete with other people in your region. I'm telling you right now, don't waste your money with Thumbtack. That is a rip-off site. I don't even know how people make money on there. That is such a rip-off. It's a rip-off. I don't care what nobody says. It's a rip-off. And I feel like there's other ways you can make money, but Thumbtack is, is, Thumbtack is not the business. It's not. And I encourage you to save your money because... It's, it's a waste. It's a waste. It's a waste. And I and I'm telling you firsthand because I got the goofy idea to go do it, and I lost money. 
I'll never do it again. Um, but that is the end of Michael's thoughts this week. And next week, I'll have episode three. And episode three will be talking about accepting criticism. So I hope you guys have a good day. And uh, keep in touch.